Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You can tell us, but we don't show prep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. I, I just, I just barely stuff. make it's... it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell, but we don't show <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Miami Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha ha, it's a six red cane show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing them, ain't no breaking them, real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium, ball 14 for the orange or green, we see the six rig champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards, a hurricane that's never still put a damage to your squad, the six rig cane show, the six rig cane show, Six rings can show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, baby. Uh, to another, um, <laughs> another, uh, very, very cerebral, uh, Jazz Santana here with the glasses. Yeah, today I'm wearing the glasses, man. I got, I'm, I've been staring at the screen for two all right. Hours. Hold on, I get, I get to defend you against Melissa. Our man Jazz was in here early. Um, I was, uh, I was in here like at 8 15. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in here early. We did some pre planning and then, uh, Blues run a few minutes late. We were holding, but we just decided to get started. So. Let me tell you, that whole late again thing, I don't know where that comes from. I'm rarely ever late. Okay, I've been late a few here and there, but I'm rarely ever late. So, I don't know. What I mean, that I can't defend you on, but, <laughs> but showing up you on time. Defend me. I, I don't need anybody to defend me on that. I'm not always late. So I'm not sure what... Uh... I stand with Jazz. Well, maybe sit, but like I'll try to stand. And hope <laughs> for the best. Yeah, man. <laughs> I really love DJ. That's why we love him. I love you too. Love both you guys. Oh man! And I also that's love our Miami that's Hurricanes what... victory. That's what yeah. I mean. As Arden said, bowl eligible, baby. We haven't played in a yeah. bowl game. We both we haven't played in a bowl game since Derek King got injured against was it Oklahoma State, I think. Right? That was a cheese bowl, wasn't it? Uh, I forget which bowl it was, but yeah. That, I, it was after Manny's good season, yeah. um, and then we we sat out the next one when he was fired for COVID, and then uh, and then we're not eligible last year, so it's been a long time coming. No, I think it was the Cheez-It Bowl because I think Ja'Cory Harris uh, 
came in and saved the day. I think. No, no, no that's no, me. Jacory Harris never wait a minute. Bowl Not Jacory Harris. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Well, wait, let me look really this up. The last time we went to a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was two it was it was Manny's uh, second year. It was two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, wait, it was a bowl game? King. Yeah. Last yeah. Football game. 2000, yeah, it was the 2000. Yeah, King. It was the Orange Bowl, wasn't yeah. it? It wasn't hold the Orange on. Bowl. Jesus hold Christ. on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Manny wait, never made the Orange Bowl. Sorry, 2017 it was... was the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, 2020, I think it was the Orlando Bowl, like Camping World or whatever, right? Yeah, where, it was where, the... where, where Derek blew his knee out. Huh. Yeah. Who were we playing then? What, I think it was Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State? It was Oklahoma yeah. State. Oh. Yeah, that was in 2000. That's the last time we were in a bowl game. So hey, was... that's, that's something. Wait a minute. It was a cheese up bowl. Oklahoma State, December 29, 2020. Uh, Oklahoma State, 37 34 victory. And yeah, okay. Now All right. Yeah, so let's just said we, we, well, we fired Manny. We had like an interim staff that uh, then couldn't. Um, it was, it was Likens, I think, was the interim head coach and yeah. didn't get to coach the game. And then last year, obviously, five wins does not get you to a bowl game. No, it does not. No, it does not. By the way, defend you again. Jazz stayed through the end of the overtime this time. Yes. And by the way, <laughs> I don't always, again, I don't always leave early. If you knew what I've been going through this season, you'd realize why I left early a couple games. So and it was Nikosi Perry, not Shakuri Harris. There we go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harris is like 15 years ago. I know. <laughs> I was, I was say. like Brad Kaya, West Virginia. I'm like, what's going on here? That was that was the bowl game win. <laughs> Kaya, West Virginia. It's that. Did he yeah. go all the way back to Kirby Freeman winning MVP of the Blue Turf Bowl in Poker's last game? My it's been God. a rough, it's been a rough stretch. So let's not take the six wins. Uh, um, let's not take the six, six wins. Six wins, yeah. six wins for granted here. Um, I finally so became a, yes, Tap. I finally but, became a true fan again. Yeah. But, but you know what? This guy, and this was on the pregame show if you saw it. So every I've been to like almost every home game this year, and we all, and Jazz tailgated with us at AM. And then every other time he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna come. He never stops by. He shows up on the pregame stream with my family <laughs> at my tailgate, but I'm not there. This guy. <laughs> you know, it's it's so crazy because I got there like you know, maybe 45 minutes before game time again. And um, and I park, and I'm like, oh, we're just going to go right in. We're parked, like, right at the edge, which is great. That means I can just get right out. And then all of a sudden, I turn around. I go, oh, look who's here. <laughs> Literally two rows next to me is Ray and, and the whole crew. And you, your sister, I was like, oh, no. it's Let's go. I'm logging in. <laughs> I had to. I had to make a little cameo with the whole family. I know, all of a sudden, like he shows up with my family. He never comes when I'm there, but you know, I'm not there one time. Uh, and he shows up. Oh man, that's so. Tap, awesome. let, let's link up. I'll, I'll be out there. I'm still trying to figure out my plans. Uh, there's a ticket ticket snafu, so I'm working on it. But uh... <laughs> this weekend, you better work on it. Yeah, you got a couple days. I, I it's wheels are in motion. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, that that actually will be a really good game, I think, uh, at 8 p.m. And by the way, if you guys want to know, uh, if you guys want to hear us a little bit later, we'll have uh, the full audio um, NC State preview, myself and Vish. Uh, we'll is- do a little bit later. It'll be on, on podcast uh, on the podcast. And, um, yeah, we'll do some audio as well, but that'll be full videos. You make sure you subscribe to the uh, – to the podcast that way you can hear the uh, the preview for nc state yep that'll be in the podcast feed so just search six rooms kane in any podcast app spotify apple podcast you'll see it subscribe you'll get that That's Hoops right. starts next week bunch of hoops coverage will be only on that 
Absolutely. And by the way, that'll be ready tonight, right? That'll be ready tonight, right? Or yeah, tomorrow. roll it out. It'll probably roll out maybe tonight, tomorrow, but yeah. Cool, cool, cool. cool. So make sure yeah, it'll be on the feed already. As will all this. Yep, as will all this. By the way, we've got some exciting stuff. It's not only uh, – we're not only recapping UVA, which was another – Another, uh, I'll tell you what, man. If you plunk down for season tickets, whether high or low, you got your money's worth this year. Yeah, you definitely did. Look, at the end of the day, you're still watching some pretty damn good football. You're watching the Kings are six and two, right? It's it's so far. If you look back and you say, you know, before the season started, you said that the Kings would be six and two right now going into the NC State game. I think every, every Kane fan, hindsight's 2020, I get it, that every game fan would be happy about it, would be excited. They, they probably wouldn't have chosen uh, the, the the games like Clemson and Texas A&M to win, but that's why I think we're here right now, sitting at six and two because Miami's won some big some get big games, some tough games. Uh, the ACC is a lot better and a lot crazier than we thought it would be. So Miami's doing really good. So we'll talk about that because the new schedule is out for, uh, right. for, the, for the new ACC schedule. Excuse me, not necessarily the actual schedules, but uh, who we're playing each. Yeah, the each model. Year. What is it from now to twenty thirty? Right. Yeah, that's what the model is for. They right. released a model for 12 years last year, and that lasted a year, though. So, right. That <laughs> could change again. Who knows? Yeah. These things are fluid. <laughs> yeah, just to put it, put it mildly. But, but to uh, your point, our home games this year so far have been AM was a great game. Bethune was Bethune. Um, but then you got Georgia Tech, Clemson, and Virginia. Like, you're definitely you're getting your money's worth, man. You can't. It's the best cool. deal in town. And you still got Louisville left, which is uh, obviously from the looks of it. Could, right could be now, a huge, could game. be a huge game, depending on how the next two weeks go. Absolutely. Well, while, while we have a pause in our action here, let's let's bring the man in himself, the legendary Larry Blue student. What's hey up, guys? Thanks. Sorry, <clears throat> had a had a little bit of an interview where I went a lot longer than I thought it would, but um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. They just, um, uh, what a what a great win. It really, I mean, because uh, the emotions that went through that game, you were thinking everything. And and um, I kept thinking about DJ and our seven and five and all that stuff. <laughs> I, you, you get so locked in on these predictions that we pull out of our asses like we know it. I, I, gonna, I, I, I knew we were going to be here now, and it's going to be maybe completely different. Who knows? But uh, here we are. I mean. Listen, seven and five is still a possibility, but I mean, one and three could definitely happen. The rest of the way, well, the, way you know, the way we're playing, it's still a possibility. Well, it's not. It's not just the way we're playing. It's just the way the ACC, other than FSU, right. it's kind of a crapshoot. I mean, yeah. really, when you take a look at it, and and the thing was kind of strange is uh, we did we didn't need the week that we're playing NC State for uh, uh, for what's his name to piss off Dave Dorn the way he did uh, before the Clemson game. He all he kept saying on TV was how, well, you know, that Clemson game will be okay. Uh, NC State's a basketball school, so they got to look at their basketball. So after the game, Dorn went off on them. Who said that? Uh, What's the announcer's name? Um, um, I'll think of it in a second. Yeah, he – but he went off. It was was a national broadcast, and he said, well, he said, Clemson's, you know, having trouble, but NC State's a basketball school, and – yeah, so he went off on him, and uh, so he didn't want him to get all upset. So, and then the, the the interesting thing is, we had Eric McLean on Jazz and I interviewed him last week, coming out of us beating Clemson. We asked him one of the questions we asked him was like, "How does Clemson even react to, you know, they're used to being in national championship conversations. Sure. They're out of the ACC even going into last weekend's game. Sorry, he was kind of like he was kind of like, you know, <clears throat> could go either way. I think he had an inkling that they were." 
Yeah, they were on the ropes and might not respond well, and and that's that's what happened. Yeah, on. but NC State's not bad. And, no, no, and, and, and none of those schools is... really are left on. <laughs> even BC's having a. Yeah, you know, I mean they're going down and. But that's the way it is, and I I think when we were looking at the beginning of the year, you know the the games that you thought that they would, uh, you know that you never thought they'd lose at Georgia Tech. Obviously, that's one well, of those not the games. Way they, they did. No, yeah, not the no. way it is. And I mean, last week you got to give. I mean, I've said it all along. I thought that you know if you had that nineteen points, you were you couldn't. I would be Usain Bolt running to the bank so fast because that was. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's gonna beat anybody in the ACC like that by 19 points. Especially. Yeah, and you look at you, you look at North Carolina now lost to Georgia Tech after losing to to Virginia. It's just it's right. this conference. Right. If, you, if you screw around in these games, you're gonna find yourself at, in a close game at the end, and then it becomes a play here or there, which any team can make. So yeah, it's, well, I was cursing Tyler at halftime. I, I just, you know, I say to myself, he's just got no confidence in himself. I don't care what anybody wants to say. You can't go around. He has no confidence well, in himself. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're going yeah. to get oh, to okay. That. Sorry. No, no, no worries. No worries. I didn't That's read. I didn't read the uh, pre-script there. There wasn't. We we got on early for some reason. Then Jazz and I did a little pre-gaming. But anyway, we'll get to this as well, Melissa. But yes, VT is back on the schedule, which is great. I don't know why they yeah. killed that. That's as close. The ACC never admits they screw up when they, even when they blatantly do it, like Don Cheney lying on the ground with the ball in his hand. But the closest they can get to admitting they screwed up is they created a scheduling model where you had rivals, and then they created a scheduling model again the next year because they added three teams, and all of a sudden our rival that everyone's like, why the hell did we not have VT as a rival is back as a rival again? That's as close as you're going to get to an admission of yeah of screw up from this conference, which is oops. All I know is I want to be Cal and Stanford's uh, re- coordinator for freaking flights. Jesus. Got to come at least twice east. Um, yeah. I know I see go you got Miami go on there and Louisville. and. Yeah, we're at Cal uh, next year. But we'll get to schedule later. Let, let's, yeah, let's, okay. I know, Jazz, I think we want right. to talk about so, the Virginia game. Yeah. Well, yeah, so let's kind of talk a little bit about the Virginia game because obviously, I mean, the biggest – um, shout out to Ao, who's on the chat, who's in the chat as well. Uh, what's going on, brother? Um, look, I, at the end of the day, this was a this was a Virginia team that had just come off of a huge win against North Carolina. Okay, where they, for for all intents and purposes, dominated a little bit of that ball game. I know UNC came back, and it was a little bit of a back and forth. Um, but Virginia played a hell of a football game. So now you, you've got that team coming in where you thought, okay, this is a two and five, this is a two and five football team, no big deal. They they just came off of beating the number ten team in the country. They and they came in and they showed they showed us that they just came came yeah. from the number ten team in the country. However, obviously there's some there was some issues, there were some situations where Miami put themselves in a tough position uh, throughout that game. And more, more than, more than not, it was on the offensive side of the ball, right? Um, the the biggest question, the the biggest concern for everybody is, is TVD, and we'll get to that because uh, you know of his play. And you know, Vish had to talk me off the ledge uh, this weekend a little bit with with yeah. Uh, Jazz tested my. I'm gonna unplug a little bit from the Twitter yeah. and the phone during a game, and then Jazz is tweeting into my. 
Yeah, I, I was <laughs> just like, I, talk me off the ledge, bro, because I'm ready to go. So, um, but before we even get to that, I, I think I want to talk about the positives, right? Uh, and let's start off on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, the positives is, I'm going to talk to all three of you on this, okay? Miami has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Hands down, bar none, that's not even a conversation right now. Okay, and that's why it's so upsetting to see what TVD is doing sometimes. Again, I digress. I'm sorry. But the point is, again, you were without Henry Parrish for most of the game, which I don't know. It was so weird to see him in, in some situation. I, I was kind of weirded out by what was happening there. I know A.J. Allen uh, played a little, you know. It was, I mean, what A.J. Allen did was, was, was summarize Miami football the last 20 years. Leaps over. Uh, a defender gets it in the end zone. He got injured on that play. Yeah, I know, he, I know, he pulled it. No, that's Miami football. You have this glorious play to like, yeah, no, oh, he's injured. Right. You can't have nice things around here. And that's just, that was just like, that's like the most Miami thing that could happen. But you got to give credit to Mark Fletcher, right? Uh, obviously, game winning uh, touchdown in overtime. Did an excellent job there. But let's just, let's just call it what it is, guys. I mean, this offensive line led by Matt Lee and Javian Cohen and uh, Anes Cooper, and then the guys outside. But that interior line, they are, obviously they won a whole bunch of honors and a whole bunch of awards this week, uh, this weekend. But we're talking about something we haven't seen here in a little bit, right? And that's total dominance on the offensive line. Uh, you're talking about giving the quarterback time. You're talking about, you know, I, I know it seems like we didn't run that well. We didn't run the ball that well. But at the at the end of the day, I think that, you know, the, the game plan was something that didn't call for, you know, certain situations where we were running. I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing that was going on. Um, but at the end of the day, we when we had to turn it up in the trenches, we got it done. And that offensive line proved it. Uh, and, and so I was really excited to see, you know, that and also the running backs really run the ball hard. And, um, and, and, and I love that. So that's a positive. I kind of want to get your take, guys. On the offensive line play, the running backs, and and, and and that kind of stuff before we get into the negative. We'll start with you, Bish. Yeah, no, the offensive line was outstanding, and, and thank God we have all this running back depth. Because, like, I don't think Parrish was really fit for this game. They gave him a few carries. He looked terrible. Like, he yeah. wasn't ready to run. And not not any knock on him. He's a proven over time he's a really good back for us. But I just think he was not 100%. I think he got forced into the game a little bit when A.J. Allen got hurt. They're like, we're out of running backs. Right. Um, but – Look at the depth we have because we're down Cheney, we're down Allen, we're down Parrish, and we got Fletcher running in the winning touchdown overtime. It's just, man, we needed all that depth in this game. So shout out to like the running back room too. Everyone stays ready one week or out injured. Like Fletcher's been out. Right. He comes up ready to play in this game. And if without him, we were dead. So, so just, you know, that whole running back room, the coaching, all of that, keeping everyone ready. Like we don't have to situationally sub <laughs> either. Like, He's a freshman that can pick up the blitz. Normally you have to pull freshmen out of the game and pass situations. We don't have to do that with them. So just because of the running backs as well. And they've all had to step up at times this year because we've got so many injuries and they've all had to make plays and they've pretty much done it consistently. So so that that is it. And just another quick update on the injury front, then I'll pass it to Blue for his thoughts there. Looks like Parrish and Cheney are going to be okay this week. That came out of the press conference. If you want to believe what comes out of the press conference, we'll if you on that to begin with. And then, well, from what I hear, the, the, this week we're going to be 
completely loaded in the backfield. So we'll yeah, because it's like Citizen, it's also 100. Although I can't imagine. He gets I don't think he'll play, but that's good that he. But is. I will say he was he was fully dressed out in the last game, and he was definitely like <laughs> one more injury from deputizing his college career in overtime of an ACC game because uh, we need someone to hand the ball to. But yeah, it looks like we're getting some help there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I think the running backs are going to be good. Blue, what's your take on? On uh, you know what you saw that impressed you from that offensive line, the running backs, uh, um, especially in overtime, but just throughout the ball game. No, as you mentioned, they have top five offensive line right now in the in the country. There's no getting around it. I mean, they really do a great job. And save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details going to be tough to convince me that uh, Miami doesn't have another Lou Groza award-winning kicker because everybody in the post-game conference, everybody from Mario to um, DVD or TVD and everybody that got up said it wasn't for Bar- Bar- Gals. We don't win this game. It's not even up for discussion. We don't win this game. He's turned into the best kicker in the country. And uh, I think that a lot of people didn't talk about that. He's so yeah, blue and, yeah, blue. And to your point, these were bombs. These were long kicks. <coughs> like this was not settling for field goals. This was us barely getting into field goal range. That's not field goal range for most kickers, and him knocking them right down yeah. the middle every time. Yeah, and Vish, come on. I mean, you know, you take a look at what a weapon to have. I mean, you see a guy like that, and you know, when it, you know, I mean, people are talking in the post game press conference and saying. You know, he says, wow, man, first your brother, then you. He goes, well, I have to think right now I'm doing better than my brother did. And it was funny because everybody <laughs> kind of laughed. And But he's 100% right. And isn't it ironic? It came down to the second year in a row. Vish was up in uh, Charlottesville last year when it was the Miami connection of Will Betridge and, uh, and uh, Borregalis that fought the game out. And they did it again this year. I mean, both of them were pretty automatic. But um, – you know, my only thought was that I just, I mean, I mean, it's not a secret, but TVD's regressed. He really is. He's got no confidence in himself. And that's, I, I watch him and I'm thinking, oh man, I mean, you're a, you're a veteran of this club and you need to, you know, you need that light to shine off of you and not off of everybody else. But, um, they ran the ball as well as they could. They keep going tackle to tackle. They won't go outside. Uh, I think the most innovative thing that they did was put Ray Ray back there with Brashard because I love um, Restrepo, but he ain't get he'll he'll get twenty yards for you. Both of those guys got a chance to just blow the game wide open. So I like that. Um, I think the special teams have really shined over the last couple of weeks. So, and that's important. And. Um, because moving forward, every game is going to be like this. It really will. I mean, you could say, oh, no. Yeah, it will. I mean, you could see it. I don't think Miami has a capability of pulling away by two and three touchdowns. Not right now. I mean, they just, as you said, banged up running game. Great offensive line, but that's good. But you got to have some people behind them. And um, 
that being said, I never once said, take him out and put in uh, a second string quarterback. Cause you, then you'll really, yeah. Well, yeah, well I think we're going to have, have that discussion in, in a second. I think yeah, the DVD you know, segment coming up and, it's already leaking to the chat too, but we'll, we'll pivot to that. DJ, I don't know if you have thoughts on the offense, but that's my thought on that. But we're trying to start. We're trying to start with a little positive lens before you pivot to. Uh, I, I try. Quarterback. <laughs> DJ, I, I don't know if you have. Well, we're not talking about the bid for that for sure. Yeah. Well, it always is a good thing when you have a strong offensive line because it opens up, you know, both the running game and the passing game, and it allows you to focus on schemes instead of having to worry about protection. And I know that sounds incredibly simplistic, but you know, I watched a lot of college football this weekend, the Miami game included, and I can't tell you how many bad offensive lines I saw. Miami's was not one of them at all. No. I mean, Miami's offensive line is truly one of the best in the country. And when you look at how good Miami's line is compared to others across the country and, you know, some of the poorer offensive lines, the Hurricanes have it really good. And, you know, I think, like Jazz said, that's what makes, you know, <coughs> TVDs – you know, kind of regressions or relapses so frustrating because he has a lot of time to get the job done. And for some reason, it's just not clicking right now. And, you know, I think as long as the line keeps up this level of play, the offense, you know, in theory should be okay. It's about the other players behind the offensive line with the beginning lack of depth that running back due to injury and the inconsistent play of Van Dyke that may, you know, haunt this team down the road. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I also want to give a shout out to our defense. Um, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, you now you're starting to see those safeties start to play like the All-Americans that they are, right? You're, you're starting to see Cam Kitchens, again, obviously with his pick six, uh, making a great play on that on that read there, on that interception. Uh, but you, he's just all over the field. Yeah, I think he also had nine tackles. Um, nine tackles. Was, yeah, like you said, it was all was over the field. Two or no? I don't know. I don't what know. did James Williams was up in the double digits, wasn't he? James Williams, I think, had 13 tackles, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I mean, he was wow. all over the field as well. Uh, those guys look great. They look um, ready to go. Uh, look, I, I know that they got their yards throwing the football. Okay, Malik Washington, we mentioned him before. He's a beast. He's one of the best receivers in the ACC, uh, young kid. And they kept feeding him. They kept feeding him. I know Malachi Fields had a couple of nice catches, and and some of the other guys did as well. But for the most part, you know, it's got good receivers. I mean, I think our our defensive backs held up quite nicely. Uh, Didn't let them get any super explosive plays except that one that Malik got away. Uh, But – you know, that was it. Uh, it was just kind of a missed tackle or whatnot. But yeah, Cam kind of missed, missed, went for the ball and missed it. And... Yeah, and then he kind of just half and and, and and he is the safety, so if he misses it, you're, you're effed. So, uh, Shout-out to Daryl Porter for going to catch him because uh, yeah. was, and Malik has some, some boosters, on, so some jets. Uh, so, you know, my, my thing is, you know, obviously the defensive <laughs> line uh, – right, Ruben Bain's like unreal. Ruben Bain is just the most unreal player I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Three and gone, buddy. Three and gone. On the inside, on the outside, he can do it all in any position that you put him at. It's unreal what he's doing. Kiko is playing lights out, especially in the run. 
Um, especially in the run, Kiko is playing really, really well. You've got some you've, you're starting to see some linebackers step up a little bit. Corey Flagg continues to make a name for himself. I'm saying make, nothing and, but just watching him, man. No, you can't say anything about Corey Flagg anymore, okay? <laughs> um, just all around, just all around great play by the defense again. The only concern is, again, Mr. Inconsistent, uh, LT. Uh, Leonard Taylor was kind of non-existent in this game. Well, I will say across he really the, up, but he was non-existent I, again. I, I will say, you know, we talked in, in like in the, the week leading up to this Virginia game about how the Canes could get into trouble. Virginia plays a lot of close games. Ever since they kind of settled on one quarterback, they played a lot better. Like those blowout losses earlier in the year, which are now like a month and a half old that they had, that's not the same team playing now. They're kind of have a methodical way they play. They play really slow. Like that game went to overtime, was over in three hours. It was so quick because they just ate the clock. So the one thing you didn't want to do is come out flat, fall behind, and then have to chase the game against a team that's physical, that'll eat the clock. And that's exactly what we did. So I would say, like, Chris and the defenses, they didn't show up in the first possession. Um, and that put us behind. Offense, even before that, we'll have the TVD discussion later, but, you know, dropped first down pass on the first drive, just, like, not mentally in the game. And Dawson actually talked about this. Like, I don't know what was wrong, but we had no energy to start the game. And once you get behind a team like Virginia, like you said, they're really good. We battled. We made them earn everything because good last coach. year that well, last year that team. yeah last year that game would have gone completely sideways. We would have yep. checked out, but we kept fighting them. But I was not happy with our tackling. Um, I thought we gave up a lot of yards after contact, and 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 that allowed them to extend these drives out. Again, we did a good job of holding them to field goals and keeping their point total down. But those long drives ate the hell out of the clock. Um, and and the one time the one time that that they weren't able to do that was the pick six where just first play of the drive, Cam jumps the route and, and houses it. But I thought that kind of allowed them to execute their game plan. But then towards the end of the game and in overtime, we had to stick them down tackles like at those money times that like we had to make those stops. If you recall when they punted and everyone we I don't know if I have a Mario uh, clock management discussion again. I think he actually was made the right call this time. Yeah. But um, but. They were they were five yards from field goal range. We had to stop them, and we stopped them. Um, and then in overtime, both those tackles by Cam and James William, those were ones where earlier in the game, Virginia was like stretching for an extra couple of yards. You know, kind of stuck right where they caught the ball, and that's why they had to kick the field goal, which ultimately won the game and scored the touchdown. So it's yeah. And Melissa said good good recalled it lethargic. And Dawson said low energy. I don't know what was going on, man, because we talked all week about how, like. We showed up lazy against Georgia Tech. We fell behind. We kind of left them in the game, and then we did the same thing again, which is kind of frustrating. But like the ball, the, the ball just uh, just uh, yeah. This time we got it. It went our way. But like, went our way, like yeah. they out they outgained us by like a hundred yards. Like it was. Yeah, well, that's because we didn't throw the football. Here's the segue. <laughs> oh, there we go. Look, that's why Jazz is a pro. Jazz is a pro here. Oh my gosh! Um, no, but but that 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 to me was the kind of the negative on the defense. Just some of the tackling, letting them convert things that where they would have had to punt. And and the one thing is, despite that one play, which was ballsy as hell, called by Elliot to go for it on that fourth down in the tie game on his side of the fifty, and they converted it obviously and yeah. kicked the field goal, which we then had to go back. Other than that, he's very conservative. Like he's not going to keep going for it in fourth and one, fourth and two. So some of those missed tackles are. Not even missed tackles, just getting dragged for a few extra yards. Like, right. 
allowed them to turn, you know, a three and out into a 10 play drive. Even if they're kicking a field goal or punt, they can just eat the clock. And that we got to do a better job getting out the field because um, you can segue now if you want because the offense ain't putting up 50 points. So um, it's it's the six rig cane show. The six rig cane show. The six rings cane show. You know. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.